Hey friend, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House, health coach, yoga instructor, meditation enthusiast, slow but steady runner, boy mama times two, wife to my college sweetheart, and unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. This is our space to come together and explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. Hey friend, and welcome to episode 122 of the Live by Design podcast. I am going to try to keep this episode short and sweet, which I say for all of our mini episodes, and gosh, it is so much harder to do (laughs) than I think because I just love to share with you everything that I am learning and everything that I'm excited about and all the things that are helping me live a life by design and not by default. But in the effort of making this a bite-sized episode, (laughs) I'm going to do my best to keep this short and sweet. So let's jump right into this conversation. Today, I want to talk to you about the incredible power that journaling holds for us. So in the Live by Design Collective, we meet twice a month. The first time is for growth night, which is the first Monday of each month. And the second time is when we take the learning from our growth night to the next level with our discovery night. Specifically, I like to think of discovery night as a self-discovery night. It's a night when we get to go inside. We have done for us prompts that I create based on the topic at hand that month, and we all journal together. And I do this because I truly believe that there is immense power of self-discovery and connection to be found in writing. And it's not for anyone else's benefit, but your own. No one is going to read these pages. It's not being graded. It is just for you and for your own growth and discovery and connection. And dare I say, even a little bit of fun. So as I prepared for this episode, I know personally all the great things that come from my own personal journaling practice, but I wanted to turn to an outside resource for guidance as well. And I found an incredible article over on healthline.com written by Margarita Tartakovsky. So Margarita has a fabulous website as well. She has written thousands of blog posts and I have read a bunch of them and they are all of very high quality. So I will link to both the article that I'm referencing as well as Margarita's website below in the show notes. So you can check those out for yourself. It's really important to me that you always know where I am getting the information that I am sharing. So the first thing that I want to share with you is a quote from the beginning of this article by Lisa Valentine, and she is a life coach. And she says that journaling is mindfulness in motion. That really struck me right as I was starting to read this article, starting the research for this episode. Journaling is mindfulness in motion. We talk a lot about mindfulness on the show. We host meditation episodes, right, where we all slow down and we breathe together. We talk a lot about how through personal growth and self-discovery, the very first step in implementing any kind of shift or change is awareness. Awareness that is something is happening, awareness that we are feeling a certain way, awareness that we are reacting a certain way, being able to take a step back because the awareness allows us to do that, and then deciding how to go forward from there, whether that is in the way that we always have or perhaps in a new direction. For me, that's really what mindfulness is about in in my current season of life is having the ability to take that step back, that self-awareness, and decide how to go forward. And so if journaling is mindfulness in motion... It's allowing us to develop that awareness. It's allowing us to take that step back and reflect. 
and think and feel and process. So I would like to talk about today the six biggest benefits to having a journaling practice. The first is that journaling helps reduce stress. A doctor named Amy Hoyt was quoted in this article, and she says journaling can be a great pressure releasing valve when we feel overwhelmed or simply have a lot going on internally. And that was actually how I first started journaling. Even when I was young, I would sit down and I would just journal about how I was feeling. I would just write and write and write as a form of catharsis, a a way of just getting off my chest the weight that I held there. I didn't feel comfortable sharing with anybody else. So journaling is that great pressure releasing valve. Another benefit of journaling is that they say it can help boost your health and your well-being. So there is a 2018 research study that suggests that writing about your deepest thoughts and feelings can help in a number of ways. The first is fewer stress-related doctor's visits, part related to number one about how we can use journaling to process things. It lowers our blood pressure. It improves our mood. It gives us a greater sense of well-being. And studies have shown that those who reported feelings of depression and anxiety, actually, that after starting a journaling practice after the first and second months, they felt like they had greater resilience. And I think that's what's so cool about journaling is it's something that we can start doing right away. So if you have those feelings of depression, you have those feelings of anxiety, anxiety is something I can very much identify with. You can use your journaling practice to start to move through some of that. It gives you this sense of agency, this sense of control and doing something, which can be really empowering. Another benefit of journaling is that it encourages you to have space for your negative thoughts. So we actually talked about this when we had Andrea Tessier on the podcast a little while ago, where she talked about journaling and being able to write like FU letters. So this isn't a letter you're actually going to send to the person or the thing or whatever that you are upset about, but it's a chance to just get it all out. (laughs) So when a negative or a worried thought arises, it's really easy to get caught up in these like catastrophic scenarios. But by writing down your thoughts, a doctor named Sabrina Romanoff says that it creates space and distance to consider them in a more objective way, which actually is something called cognitive diffusion. So it's a helpful concept from acceptance and commitment therapy. And she goes on to say that the idea is that you are not your thoughts, emotions, or physical symptoms. Instead, you are the context in which they occur. So in other words, the author of this article says that if your thoughts aren't serving you, you don't have to believe them. Instead, you can use journaling to see your thoughts as separate from you. It's a way to release those negative thoughts. It's a way to just let go of it, to see it on the page, to get it out of your head. I find for myself, at least, it does allow you to have that distance. It allows you to look at the words on the page and say, isn't that interesting? Isn't that curious? What is that trying to tell me? What insights can I glean from that? And sometimes it can just be that you just had to get it out and you don't have to reflect on it. You can just get it out on the page and just let it be there and feel the lightness that comes from it. The fourth benefit of a journaling practice is that it provides a way to process emotions. So journaling gives you that opportunity to process in a safe place and in a contained space. The author of this article says that naming the specific emotions you're experiencing And accepting them reduces their feeling of strength, like the power that they can have over you. So in that way, difficult emotions become less overwhelming and easier to manage. And that is absolutely a way that I use journaling to my own personal benefit. Journaling for me has been huge for my emotional and my mental health in so many ways. 
The fifth benefit of journaling is that it can help you figure out your next step. So you can write down your thoughts and your feelings and you can start to process them and then figure out how you want to proceed from there. So if you are upset about something, you were frustrated about something, you're sad about something, you can write it all down. And once you've had a chance to like calm down or to process, you can start to think about what your emotions are telling you. And so the author of this article, she says this great line. She says that maybe your anger is a sign that you need to set a stronger boundary with someone or your sadness is nudging you to reach out and strengthen your connections. And I love that idea that you can journal it out and then it can give you insights about what you need to do going forward. Because sometimes when things stay in our heads, they can get muddled or we can start that spiraling of negative thoughts and feelings and emotions and we just get stuck. And so journaling in a way can just be a way to get unstuck and to start to figure out the best way going forward. The author even suggests going as far as writing like a pro con list, which made me laugh because if anyone is listening and they love Gilmore Girls as much as I do, you know that Rory Gilmore is always writing pro con lists in the show. And that's actually something that I do personally as well. It just helps me kind of have this idea soup, which I'm doing a whole episode on with my husband later. Idea Soup is this place of non-judgment and this place of excitement and suggestions and ideas where you can throw anything out. Everything is allowed to be on the table and then you get to think about it and kind of workshop it from there. And so for me, that's really what a pro con list is, is let's throw everything out, every possible scenario and see what sticks, see what works. And the final benefit of a journaling practice, number six, is journaling deepens self-discovery, which for me is huge. And it's hilarious because I named their journaling night discovery night months ago before ever reading this article. But I love that the sixth point is that journaling deepens self-discovery. The author of this article says that you can think of yourself as a puzzle. You get to discover a different piece or pattern every single day. And journaling provides us with a much needed pause to help us reconnect to ourselves and rediscover who we are. When we write, we learn our preferences, our pain points, our fears, our favorites, and our dreams. And because we are constantly evolving, journaling helps us to listen, bear witness to these changes, and simply get to know ourselves a whole lot better. And in a day and age when I think we can be pushed to do more, to hustle, to grind, to just do all of the things, I always say during our meditations that I think it is brave to choose to slow down and to connect with yourself. And I think it is brave to do the exact same through your journaling practice. So you've listened to all of this, you know, the six greatest benefits to a journaling practice. And you're like, this is great. I would love to get started, but maybe you feel stuck or maybe you've tried to journal in the past and didn't serve you in the best way and you stopped. I have had journaling practices throughout the entirety of my life and I find that I journal more in seasons that are trying and seasons that are challenging and seasons that are heavy or hard or sad. Anytime there's a lot of feels going on, journaling really serves me well. But if you want to start journaling and you want it to be a consistent daily practice, what are some ways that we can get started? The first thing that I would suggest is to start small. So Greg McGowan, who's the author of Essentialism, which is another one of my favorite books, he talks about how when he started journaling every single day, I think he only wrote like one or two sentences. The whole idea was to just get started, to just make it so easy, make that barrier to entry so low that you can't not do it. It was like, of course, I can sit down. I can write one sentence about my day. 
But if you write one sentence about your day and you do it for five years, you have a crazy number of things written down and a ton of things documented about your life. So maybe you sit down and you set a timer for five minutes and you journal during that time and that's it. And you force yourself to stop because the whole idea is that you're making it have a very low barrier to entry. The next thing I would suggest is just keep it simple. If you want to, you can go out and buy a new journal and buy a new pen. If that excites you, awesome. But that kind of puts a little pressure on yourself too. So what would happen if you just grabbed a pen out of your drawer and you grabbed one of the 20 empty journals that you have, because we all have them lying around and you just started, just start, just start with what you already have. The next thing I would suggest is that if you have a hard time getting started with your writing, like you sit down and you're like, well, I don't know what to write, write about your day. Write about what you ate for breakfast, what you listened to on the drive to work, what you did while you're at work, or how you spent the day with your family. Just start with factual things. Like, what did your day look like? What did your week look like? And then as you start to move through that, oftentimes, at least I personally find and researchers say that you find that you'll then start to move into how you feel or things that were frustrating or sticking points for you. And then you can start to delve into those. So just starting with like your day can just be that gateway to something deeper. Another thing is to just let it all out. So write whatever your thoughts and your feelings might be and don't censor yourself. A great quote from the article is that it's your journal. So you can be as petty, blunt, and honest as you wish. And truly, this is your journal. It is private. Nobody else gets to read it. There is no expectation that you ever have to share. You can write whatever the heck you want. And that is pretty freeing. Another thing that you can do as you start to journal is to habit stack it. In this article, they call it anchoring your journaling practice. For me, it means a habit stack. So pick a habit you already have. Maybe it's every morning you sit down and you drink a cup of coffee. Well, habit stack it. Drink your cup of coffee and write for five minutes. Or tuck your kids into bed, go downstairs before you turn on the TV, write for five minutes. Habit stack it before or after something that you already do. And my final suggestion as you get started with the journaling practice is to explore using prompts. So if the idea of sitting down with a blank page of paper is super intimidating to you, I totally get it. That is why there are so many incredible journal prompts out there. I will be raffling off Cassandra Bodzak's Spiritual Awakening Journal, which is just a whole book of journaling prompts, which I've personally been working through. I really enjoy it. So I'll be raffling that off over at Miss Kate House when her episode drops. You can grab journaling. They're literally everywhere. You can go on Pinterest, find like if there's something you want to journal about specifically, just write journal prompts for such and such. And you Google it, you can Pinterest it, you will find a ton of resources. But I want to give you a really specific resource here. So So back in episode 118 of the podcast, I shared with you a mini version of our growth night in May from the LBD Collective, all focused on happiness. And I would love to give you our discovery night prompts from that. So if you have, or you haven't yet, go back and listen to episode number 118. It's another mini episode. And after you do grab these journal prompts, I'm going to drop a link to them below in the show notes, and you can use them to start working through these thoughts and questions we have about happiness and joy and how we can really cultivate it in our day-to-day life. So if you feel stuck, grab these prompts. They are totally here as a free resource for you. You don't have to join the collective to access them. Just scroll down in your listening app to grab them here or turn to Google, turn to YouTube, turn to Pinterest. There are so many resources out there. You literally have no excuse not to access them. Now that I have told you and reminded you that they are there, you get the option to have agency in your life. And I encourage you to really lean into that to its fullest. So the bottom line when it comes to journaling is that there is a huge range of benefits and just writing a few minutes every day can help you reduce your stress, boost your well-being, and 
gain a better understanding of yourself. And journaling provides us with a very concrete method for learning who we are and identifying what we need. So start small, start today, start with the materials that you have on hand, grab some prompts if that would be helpful for you, and lean into this incredible wealth of information that's waiting for you, all the benefits that are waiting for you. And the coolest part is that this is completely up to you. Your journaling practice gets to be as unique as you are, and you can start small and you can start right now. Well, friend, in the spirit of keeping this as a mini episode, I am going to wrap up our conversation here. If you enjoyed this episode and you're going to start a journaling practice or continue one that you already have, I would love to connect with you. There are two ways that are best to connect with me. The first is over on Instagram at Miss Kate House, M-S-K-A-T-E-H-O-U-S-E. And I'm pretty active over there on Instagram. So slide into my DMs. Let me know that you listened to this episode, number 122, our mini episode all about journaling. And tell me what your takeaway was or what you're doing with this information or how it might have impacted you or empowered you to really take agency in your own life and to live by design and not by default. The second way I'd love to connect with you would be for you to join my newsletter, which is my little love letter. It's a short but sweet email that goes out to accompany each and every episode of the podcast. I will see you next week when we sit down and chat with Cassandra Bodzak of the Divine Downloads podcast. Cassandra is a thought leader, best-selling author, and speaker in the mindfulness and personal development world, and I cannot tell you enough how much I enjoyed our conversation together. We shared a conversation all about how to manifest using meditation. I know, two of our favorite things on the podcast all wrapped up into one inspiring, action-oriented episode. Plus, like I said before, I will be hosting a giveaway over on my Instagram at Miss Kate House for a copy of Cassandra's Spiritual Awakening Journal. Like I said, I've been working my way through it. I have so enjoyed it, and I know that you will too, friend. And until then, spread some joy, make someone smile.